If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the In and After Show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge and with me is AJ and Jackie. And we've got a lot to talk about this week. There was a ton of cool stuff that happened in the latest episode of My Hero Academia to talk about. And we're also going to give you the lowdown on first impressions of the Yasuke anime that dropped on Netflix over the weekend. And I played a lot of Pokemon Snap. And I'm going to tell you all about that as well. Um, I lived, breathed, and ate Pokemon Snap for the weekend. I took an extra day off work. Pokemon are edible. I mean, if you get right down to it, they are, right? I think we're not supposed to talk about that. It's like black market illegal Pokemon trade. Aren't there items you can buy and it's like... I don't, all I remember was one of the Pokemon movies dropped and I got in this huge discussion with someone about whether Pokemon were edible and we somehow figured out that there were certain items that were sold that were like Pokemon and anyway, I'm getting off course. Slowpoke yeah. tails are apparently a delicacy. Yes. Oh, yes. what? Is, okay. Yeah. What is that? was from the gold and silver games. Yes. Like, it was a yeah. thing where Team Rocket was kidnapping Slowpoke, cutting off their tails and selling oh them. God, that's so dark. Technically, you could buy one, but you needed like a million dollars or something in game to get it, which I think is impossible. So that's horrible. It is, yeah, like slow poke black market. I mean, they're they're dumb looking Pokemon, (laughs) but you know they and slow, so and slow, yeah, and slow, but But like slow poke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry for the slow poke slander right out the gate, everybody. Yeah, I know. Like (laughs) I brought it up. Anyway, <laughs> Pokemon Snap though much different. No, much different. No, no cannibalism. No murder. No Pokemon murder in the Pokemon Snap game. So, um, I don't know about you guys, but I was obsessed with the N sixty four version when I was a kid. That dropped in like nineteen ninety nine. So I would have been about twelve or thirteen when that game came out, and played the hell out of it. Like I was big into the Pokemon Fever when it came out. So was my little brother. So like. He did the trading cards. I had a couple trading cards, but he was really into the trading cards. I remember there was a confrontation over Pokemon trading cards in my house. Like did this he kid, have the holographic Charizard. I don't think he Ooh. had that, but he did have some rare cards. I don't remember which ones they were. He had a binder, you know, with sleeves and everything. Yeah. And uh, a neighborhood kid came over to trade, and uh, he. Uh, pilfered some of my brother's cards and he was older he was my age so he was older he stole some of his cards so my dad tracked him down in his truck my dad got in his truck drove down to the neighborhood and like confronted him he's like hey you gotta give those cards back (laughs) that's a wild story my brother got his cards back but yes pretty pretty badass yeah (laughs) but you're the fact that your dad actually knew you know, well, your dad was probably just like, why is this kid stealing stuff? And I got to teach him a yeah, lesson. But like, yeah. some of those cards were pretty darn expensive. But like, you couldn't, yeah. if, it, you, if I told my mom and dad, like, these cards are super expensive. You got to go get this card back. My mom and dad would have been like, what are you talking about? And just yeah. like, let the kid keep the card. I don't think it was like the value of the card that mattered. It was more of like, for my dad, it was the principle of the fact that someone stole something from his yeah. kid. And he knew we knew that kid because he lived in the neighborhood with us. And like, he had been to our house a bunch of times and like hung out with me and, and stuff. And he was kind of a, he was one of those kids who like lied a lot. Like, I feel like everyone knew. Oh, he like, sounds one, bad, yeah. Well, he's probably a fine adult now. You know, he's 30 something years old. I'm sure he reflects back and like, man. Just, you know, 
Shouldn't have stolen those Pokemon cards. Shouldn't have stole those Pokemon cards from from Andrew, man. Don't <laughs> steal, kids. Dad, yeah, dad chased after me. Or Lindsay's dad will truck. get you. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but anyway, I yeah, I played the crap out of Pokemon Snap. It was a super memorable game. There wasn't anything else like it. There still isn't really. I mean, can you think of any other like the closest thing we have to like rail games, uh, rail shooters, or shooters that you play at the arcade? Right? It's not usually like um. There was like a Yoshi rail shooter, I think, that Nintendo did. I think it might have precluded yes, Pokemon Snap. Yes, it had eggs. Yeah, like like you were Yoshi first person. You were like shooting eggs at people. It was like a Super Nintendo game. It was a Super Nintendo game. Oh my god, AJ, you have tapped into this weird nostalgia. Okay, I know about that game. <laughs> the only reason I know about that game is because when we were in the market to get a Super Nintendo, which was the first console we ever had in my house, right? Mm-hmm. Um the dude at the store was trying to sell my dad on that Yoshi shooter. Like I remember it and like seeing some of the graphics for it. I've never seen anyone play it. I've never seen anything else about it. I just remember the guy trying to like, cause that was when we found out that super Nintendo games were like 60 bucks a pop, which is still what kind of the video game price is today, believe it or not, but 70 now. Yeah. Yeah. We're up to 70. So even so circa like mid nineties, they're like, yeah, it's 60 bucks for for you know a cartridge game. My parents were like, no. Like you might get like a game for Christmas or your birthday, but like yeah. no. I'm not dropping sixty dollars on this rail shooter with eggs and stuff. Yeah. So dude, GameStop and Game I don't I think when I was a kid, it was called Game Force, and it might have just been in Colorado where I was raised, but like that was our bread and butter because you could get the games for like literally 20% of what they were. Yeah. Right? It's like, damn. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's kind of unfortunate because that's not really a thing anymore. Cause now, you know, I, I get most of my games off of steam. I play PC, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. on the computer, but yeah, back then my brother and I would, we would go to game force and we would trade games. And so, you know, it was like a, Oh, those are the good old days. I feel old just telling the story. Yeah. Like getting a job at GameStop and <laughs> yeah, was, was like, high tier part-time job when uh when i was a kid nowadays it's it's not looked on as fondly but so yeah um i'll still go to those midnight releases for the newest pokemon game you do (laughs) yeah yeah, i do i I live in new york we got the nintendo store here oh yeah okay okay whenever they do the the late night i haven't gone to one in a bit because they always line up with anime nyc so i'm always doing something else it's like well, I guess I'll get it after the weekend, but then I still go to those midnight releases. I I am an unapologetic hardcore Pokemon fan. Despite that, I've never played Pokemon Snap. Oh, I never oh. owned an N64. Oh, N64 yeah. had so many good games. I know. Yeah. N64 is like... I, I, I missed out a- on a lot of good games growing up. My first Nintendo console was a Wii. To oh, give you oh wow. I was a PlayStation kid. Like my first console was a was a Genesis that my dad actually gave me because my mom gave it to him as like like an anniversary present. Oh because, really? Because he grew up with Sega games like Street Fighter and stuff. So he gave it to me and my brothers. But our first personal console was the PlayStation. And I've been a I have been a loyalist ever since. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to try playing the so any N sixty four games I had to play passively at my friend's house and they you never didn't had. play Ocarina of Time that's like a whole nother just yeah the first time I played that was when the remake came out for the three DS oh, I never right. played the original oh man so talking about that game I was so traumatized by that game and I doubt anyone will actually remember this but there was one side quest where you had to help this family that all got turned into spiders yeah. yeah. And I could not find the last one. So there was just one family member who was like part spider. And it was like driving me insane. I literally remember like crying over it. Cause I was just like, I want them all to not be spiders anymore. And I like could not find it. You know, like I'm sure it was like, we could have looked it up. Like back then, I don't think we had online, but I probably could have gone like, game FAQ Nintendo power and gotten the, yeah. the secret or whatever. But it was oh, like, I remember Nintendo I was power. so upset about it. And it was just, and my brother was like, it's fine. Just like move on. It's cool. Like there's so much more of the game left. And I just was so upset that we left one family member like we wanted to, to help everybody. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, and I was like, this is not okay for a child. Like, I, I, I how old did we have to be when that was out? I, maybe Dude, like the Shadow Temple and the stuff in the graveyard was freaky as scary as hell. There was like this weird, just like white monster thing. It was super tall. The hands that came out of the ground to grab you. And then there was the maze with all the faces on it. And some of them would be like a false wall you had to go through that you could only see with like special lenses. Anyway, none of that has anything to do with Pokemon Snap. Yeah, sorry. We're not <laughs> track for sure. Sorry, so for Pokemon Snap, the original, I was obsessed with it. I played it all the time. It was, I, I don't know that we owned it. I think we rented it. And it. I looked at some stats up and it was one of the most rented N64 games like ever um and it was a best-selling one of the best-selling games of the year it came out it was like number six just under like mario kart and all the other like top tier games and it was number 11 overall so it was super popular so i need to know game freak nintendo everyone else who's listening why didn't you keep making these like why I, yeah i can't believe it, it took this long it took over 20 years for us to get a new Pokemon Snap game. I'm surprised and, about that too. Yeah, I, I assumed know. that like it didn't do well and I was just some weirdo who was obsessed with it. And then I looked it up and I was like, no. So why? Um, I don't know why, but this new one is fantastic. Um, I put, mm, let's say 15 hours into it over like three days. Love and it. Nice. yeah. Um, you know, does all the all the things you love from the original as far as being like a, you know, different environments, getting a, like a naturalistic approach to Pokemon, like seeing them interact with one another. And it's super, super cute. Um, there's a big variety. There's over 200 Pokemon in the game. And all the levels have like multiple tiers, I guess is what you would say. Like you do it once and you get as points for taking great shots of the Pokemon. And if you get enough points, it like unlocks a second level. So the level itself will change in various ways so new pokemon show up and old pokemon that were in the level act differently than they were before there's usually like three levels per there's also achievements to get and a pokedex to fill out so all in all like each track i think probably only takes close to five minutes from start to finish so they're short but there's a ton of stuff to see like you'll find out like the first time you go through you spend all your time looking to the left and then you load it up again and there's completely different shit that was going on to the right the whole time so it's got really high replay value and there's a photo editor and I use the photo editor program to make um, some great photos. Yeah, I uh, want to see the photos. Yeah, let's show, let's show some of my fantastic snaps. That's oh, a Bidoof. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. That's just from like the first level. And I mean, Bidoof is hilarious to me. Um, so cute. I love the derpy Pokemon and you get to watch them like build a dam like a beaver would over the course of going through the level multiple times, by the end of it, they've like successfully built a dam and in this little like lake area. And they do, they do really cute stuff on that level, but I really liked um, this the shot. The water of, looks beautiful. Of them like carrying the twigs around and stuff. Um, yeah. What else did I send in, Peter? Let's see. Okay, yeah. Lyrox. So this is from the desert level and this is his midnight form. This is his, uh, so you can, certain levels you can go during the day and then also at night. So that's another switch up that they do to like extend the playability of a certain level. So you only see this guy during nighttime, but if you go during the day, he's in a he's in a different form and you know, you can get them to like fight other Pokemon or run after things, catch things. Um, it's just, it's really fun. Uh, what was the next one I sent in? Oh, oh, Spiel, oh my God. look at this perfect baby. Okay, so this is from the ice level. And I love this Pokemon because he's just a perfect circle with derpy eyes. And um, he's drinking, you know, water here, but they actually like roll around the level just in their little like circle bodies being really cute. So um, yes, that's my perfect baby. Uh, he's really cute. For Gengar fans, yeah. Gengar's in there. He's very cool. He's in like a cave level and um, he kind of like disappears and reappears in this big like swirl that he makes. And if you throw stuff in it, he'll like pop back out in a kind of creepy looking way and kind of screws with the other Pokemon. Cause you know, that's like Gengar's business. So <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, oh my God, God beware. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can put filters and stuff on your photos. So I, I intentionally made this one a little creepier looking. Um, beware is, you know, he looks like a stuffed animal, but um, you can piss it off in the level and this legit like scared the crap out of me. So you, you go really close to one 
and I was throwing shit at it to see if I could get it to do something. And um, all of a sudden I noticed, and I'd done the level a couple times and this hadn't happened before. Um, I noticed that uh, my, my little vehicle was like, was turbo speeding up. I'm like, why am I going faster? And I turned around behind me and this, this motherfucker was chasing me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because like, and that's part of their like Pokedex entries that they're actually supposed to be uh, kind of scary despite having yeah. a cute appearance. So um, yeah, in this level, Beware will chase you and you actually have to speed up to get away from him by going underneath a tree. So did, you, yeah. did either of you watch the uh, Sun and Moon Pokemon anime? No. I didn't watch it, but I mean, I saw lots of screen caps and stuff from it from it because it was really fun. Uh, like they really jazzed up the animation style and stuff for it to make it more fluid and cartoony. And um, there's a running gag with Beware um, where instead of Team Rocket blasting off, Beware yeah. just comes out of nowhere and kind of kidnaps them. Oh my god! And like, kind of takes care of them, but it's like, yeah, he. It just comes out of nowhere and will take them when it's about time for them to blast off. So they, they're very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Super intimidating. <laughs> Don't let the appearance fool you. Yeah. And, um, this is my favorite <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. So, uh, there's an ocean, you know, a beach level and each level, um, the backgrounds and stuff are really, really great. Like the cave level is one of my favorite because it has like these really intricate uh, stalactites and stalagmites that come up and it, it really reminds me of, I watch a lot of National Geographic documentaries, which might be why I also really like this game. But you know how you'll see people like go spelunking and stuff like that. It mm -hmm. reminds me really strongly of like actual spelunking footage. But anyway, this is from beach level. And this one is um, Whale Lord. You can see both Whalemer and Whale Lord in that mm -hmm. in that level, but uh, if you make him happy, he'll give you this big smile. So I snapped a picture of it and then gave him cute cheeks and uh, hearts and everything, and put the little caption on it, "Senpai," because that's just sort so of what it reminds me of. Super cute, but they're huge, like in the level, like impossibly, just impossibly large. So. I want you to send that one to Margot and us put it on social. I have it on um, my Twitter. So yeah, can, I was. Can, oh, is it okay? We gotta read. You can pull it off. That, that, that's yeah. my favorite image by like leaps and bounds. It's I've so got, cool. I've got tons. I've taken pictures of almost two hundred Pokemon at this point. So I'm dedicated to finishing my photo decks. So if you haven't tried it out, super recommend. You're gonna get. It's not like five hours and done. Like you're, you're gonna be playing the game for a while. There's a lot to do. Um, super enjoyable. So. That's so is my there like any story, Lindsay, or do you just like go around and snap photos? No, there is like a little story. I feel like I feel like it's negligible. Like yeah. it's it's the story is that you're you're like a research assistant for Professor Mirror, and he's investigating the Illumina phenomenon, which is like there's these flowers that um, make Pokemon glow, and they're supposed to be a couple of legendary Pokemon sort of around that were affected by it. And he's trying to figure out if it's the result of like a meteor crash or something like interesting to the area. Hmm. You end up going to like some ancient ruins at the end to where everything kind of comes together and there's sort of like a reveal, but mostly like the appeal is taking pictures of your favorite Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my brother loved that game. I think, remember when we did like the room tour and I have the Pokemon N64. Yeah, I noticed your Pikachu N64. Yeah, um, my brother loved Pokemon like so much. And I remember that like we were getting rid of our N64 games and like he really didn't want to part with that one. And I was like, I don't even get why you like this one so much. Because like for me, that game never hit for me. Because yeah. it was like, I liked Pokemon. I think when we were kids, I played like red and blue and I have like really fond early memories with it. But then I kind of fell off. Like I haven't touched any of the games since like when we were like kids and played on the Game Boy. But Ian loved that Pokemon Snap game. And I, I don't know if it's, is it just because it's relaxing? It's kind of like an animal crossing where you're just like chilling. Yeah, like, there's like no stress in it. Like you're never yeah. going to die. You know, nothing's going to explode or... Yeah, there's no there's no action other than like you might be like caught off guard in like a surprising way every once in a while because the Pokemon will just like do something you didn't see where it was coming from. Yeah. It, it's like going on safari, which yeah. likewise, like when I went to Disney World, you know, they have the Animal Kingdom Park 
like there. And yeah. I waited in line three hours just to go on the freaking safari of the animal kingdom. Cause that was my favorite thing. It was my favorite part of the whole, I have a whole bunch of pictures of like giraffes that got really close to us. Some freaking like ox thing that has horns that are just way too big. Like they're yeah. just like illogically big. It's the biggest like thing. Oh, like yeah. it's like, yeah, it's crazy. So that's just, like I said, I watch a lot of nature documentaries. I, I really like animals. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so yeah, it was a really relaxing game to me. You can take it into bed with you, but the graphics are nice enough that like if you can play it on a big TV, it's fun that way too. I think that's the way to go. Like you need to have a big TV. I think also like if you love all the little Pokemon, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just fun seeing them all in their different like habitats and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I do want to try it out just because everyone's raving about it. But then I'm also like, would this game fit my style? Because I definitely like am a doom eternal girl where I like to like chainsaw things and blow things up and just like shoot a bunch of stuff, you know? And I'm not particular. Aww. My son wants to eat a tortilla. So if you'll excuse me for a second. You know what? I get I get it. Tortillas are delicious. Yeah. Tortilla breaks are always appropriate in my opinion. <laughs> oh, there's dad. Here's your tortilla, Felix. Here's your tortillas. <laughs> Oh, so cute. cute cameo <laughs> today. Yeah. I love that name. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go because I think I do need to kind of work on having some of those easy going games in my life. Like I did not want to play Animal Crossing. Everyone was playing Animal Crossing. And then I got on board and then I made like the biggest garden. My my island was just a giant garden. Like I just yeah. did flowers everywhere, you yeah, know, just so like, like beautify it. Yeah, sometimes those games are kind of fun. They're just not usually my my cup of tea, but yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you oh. gonna play? Uh Pokemon Set. I wanted to get it and to also stream it during the weekend. I just didn't have the time. You uh, can still get it. I can still get it. I'll have to see because I've already put down money on Resident Evil Village. So oh, I know when that game comes out thinking. at the end of the week, that's gonna take up all my time. So it's like Okay, it's on my list, just not right now. I, I do have a similar mindset to you, Jackie, where sort of those more laid back, methodical kind of games aren't fully my thing. That is 100% my my partner's thing. Like she yeah. plays Animal Crossing, she plays Stardew Valley. Yes. I, she she's not good with games that have any type of like stress in them. Yeah. So even if it's not for me, I kind of get the feeling that she would like it to or be a good thing to play together. So definitely yeah. on my list, just not anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, but since everyone's raving about it, I'm kind of like, oh, I want to try it. You want to be part of the conversation and share your pictures too. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely on the Resident Evil Village train though. I'm like, I can't wait for that to hit. Oh, so. we are talking about that next week. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, you guys I have to lean on that, that one because, like, like AJ was saying, as far as like stressful games, like I play horror games. But usually they're more atmospheric type stuff, like stuff like Silent Hill, where like there's a few enemies and stuff, but it's more about just scaring you with the atmosphere. Yeah. Resident Evil is more like something where I'd watch a Let's Play, where like I would enjoy it, but please don't make me shoot things. Like my aim is horrible. This yeah. Pokemon yeah. game, like it takes me forever to like hit things correctly. Yeah. So if there's like a limit on ammo, I'm dead because I'm not going to hit you it. You The Last of Us, you would love that game. Yeah. My husband played it and really liked oh, it. Oh, you would love the plot. The, I, the Last of Us 2, I think you would actually like really like the plot. Like, man, th those are probably my two favorite, like up there for top five for sure. Did you um, like the ending? I heard very, it was controversial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the second, that's a, we ain't even going to get into that. <laughs> we were even going to get into that. But uh, yeah, but I, I personally enjoyed both of them, but they're both like really scary, really good plots. And I'll be honest, I'm not the best first person shooter. Like I, I play it for like entertainment, but if you put it on easy mode, like super fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would love to see you play that. To be honest, like I think you would love that. I probably just scream and like kill all the zombies. Yeah, that's why we want to see you play. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I'd love to see you play that one. Mine. And then EJ and I'd be playing Pokemon Snap, and I'd be like, "You having fun?" I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a good like wingman for you guys playing Pokemon Snap because you would be playing and be like, "Look over there! Look, look, look what yeah. he's doing! It's so cute!" And then I'd yeah, be like, our "Hype our hype woman!" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Well, speaking of something completely different, I didn't get a chance to because I was playing Pokemon Snap all weekend, but both of you guys checked out the first episode of Yasuke, which dropped on, oh my gosh, I have a sneeze. 
Sneeze. God damn it. It's going to do the thing where it doesn't show up. I okay. sneeze that. Yep. That was the worst. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So you checked out the first episode of Yasuke. It dropped on Netflix over the weekend. And I'd like to know you guys' thoughts. It was animated by MAPPA, but directed by LaShawn Thomas. And it's got character designs by Kazu. Kazu. Koike is his last name, which might be more important. Um, so yeah, how did it look? Uh, like it, I know it's Koike. Takeshi yeah. Koike, that that jingle that always goes with his name. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I only watched the first episode. Um. And I mean, without a doubt, it is like absolutely stunning. I mean. Mappa, um, you definitely, I don't know, for me, it just definitely had a LaShawn Thomas feel. Um, and I thought that it was, it, it was entertaining and exciting, but it like hadn't fully hooked me, but we talked about this before the show. Sometimes it takes like two or three episodes for an anime to be like, I'm like, I'm so in this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I definitely think it's setting up for greatness. Like I can almost feel the momentum building up and like the second or third episode really hitting. So I was hoping I would be able to, to get to the second or third episode before we chatted. But like the first episode was very promising. Um, the animation's amazing. I love the vibes of the protagonist. Um, there's cute kids in there. Uh, the one thing I was a little confused on, and maybe you two have some insight into this, but I thought this was a historical anime. And in the opening, there's like a mecha battle. Yeah. So I was like very confused. And maybe like, tell me, maybe I just am unaware of something. But like, I went into it thinking this is going to be a historical anime. You know what I mean? So I just, you know, it came out with some mecha battles, like literally, like, I, I think it was two minutes in maybe yeah. a minute in and i was, was like part of the opening sequence yeah and it was cool i mean y'all know i'm here for mecca like mecca yeah. battle like the opening scene i was like i'm here for this but i'm very confused yeah <laughs> so that was it like i was just like and then it went right back to historical anime right am i wrong mm-hmm. like after that it was like forget the the mecca giant war scene now we're back to like a it's shogun era or like you know whatever the historical time yeah. period was and no. i was like so yeah i guess i just was kind of confused but i i'm like i want to give it a little bit more time it definitely wasn't an anime where i watched the first episode and i was like this ain't hitting you know what yeah. i mean but it was yeah. like i was like okay i see promise here i just need to see more before I want to invest more time in it. It's one of those where I'm like, it better start hitting two, like two or three episodes or I'm probably going to fall off. You know what I mean? Well, so. it's only six episodes. So at that point you're halfway through it. Oh, well at that point I should just finish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's only yeah. six episodes. So yeah. We'll see how the next two are, but the animation is, I mean, it's Mappa, you know what I mean? So sometimes like I'll just watch like an anime cause it's pretty, even though I don't like it. AKA Violet Evergarden. That <laughs> was not my jam at all but i was just like this is pretty i'm just gonna keep it on in the background and i don't know what they're talking about it's like love letters and really emotional stuff but it looks pretty <laughs> so, so yeah but yeah. what did you think uh i was in a similar camp to you because it's first off uh yasuke is an actual person like in, yeah. in history and when the first trailers for this came out and it's like oh this is lashawn thomas's next big project and it's being animated by Studio Mappa. He's create he's a creative director and looking over. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see a historical story about a, a real, I did not know this was real. I looked it up after the fact, but a real African samurai. Mm-hmm. Like he, he came out of slavery. He helped Nobunaga and and all of this stuff. And I'm like, awesome. This is cool. And then yeah. I watched the first five minutes. I'm like, oh. What? <laughs> what I wasn't alone. Literally everything you just said was exactly my thought process too, AJ. So that's funny. Because none of the trailers implied that at all. At least none that I saw. No, I none that see, I saw either. I didn't see any sci-fi or anything. Like maybe some quick shots of like the wolves and stuff like that. But I just thought they were normal wolves. I didn't think that there was any fantasy or mech in this and it did i i think it did that thing where it's like oh here's a big battle that's happening and now we're gonna flash forward flash back to the beginning and we're gonna watch the story until we get to that point i'm now i'm just like okay so here's my expectations 
gonna throw like my initial expectation is gonna throw them over there and i'm gonna write up some new new ones because it's basically so this isn't a dramatic i guess it is a dramatic retelling it's not it's a fantasy retelling of the original story yeah yeah okay yeah it's basically like if you took the con if you took the original uh, cause I, I always knew it was going to be a, uh, a dramatic telling, um, yeah. most shows like this are, I wasn't looking for accuracy or anything like that, but something to maybe point people towards to, cause there's still people that don't know this was a real person. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I think those elements caught a lot of people off guard, um, cause they were absent from the Netflix trailers and it wasn't an aspect that was heavily promoted. I didn't find out that there were Mecca and, um, werewolves and magic yeah. and stuff in this series until uh, we got to interview LaShawn Thomas. If you go to Anime News Network, we've got an interview up with him where he talked about this with uh, Mercedes Cluis, one of our writers. And he discussed um, how typically when you have, when you introduce a historical figure of any kind for entertainment, you have to do the, uh, the straightforward telling and then the fantasy telling. And he gave the example of how Daniel Day-Lewis played Lincoln and then after that, we got uh, Lincoln Vampire Hunter, right? And in this case, he was like, he just decided to skip it, went straight for the Vampire Hunter style retelling. Um, mm-hmm. I think in part because actual details about Yasuke's life are pretty slim. No one knows, you know, he did a lot of research while he was looking to create this. No one knows exactly which African country he may have come from. So a lot of his history is sort of like there's bits and pieces, but nothing concrete. Mm-hmm. And the same can be said for actually a lot of historical samurai and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. the legend has gotten mixed in with a lot of stuff and there's not a, a, a ton of official documents to, to rely on anymore. So he just, just kind of took the concept and, and ran with it. And I think just kind of made what he wanted, but it did it. That is a reaction I'm seeing from a lot of people after viewing it. They're like, wait, I didn't, I didn't know there were robots or I, I didn't know there was magic. I definitely yeah. think it works and can be fun because I did enjoy Cannon Busters, which is kind of basically a sci-fi Western, like the, mm-hmm. the sci-fi Western that he always wanted to make. Um, Cause if I remember correctly, like the show is based off of a comic that he wrote like years ago. Okay. And I guess I was just thrown off guard because like we said, I, I, I don't know if this was, I don't think this was on LaShawn Thomas. This might've just been Netflix thinking, okay, if we want to market this, mm-hmm. it might be better if we market it as, a dramatic yet some somewhat in the same vein of accurate retelling mm-hmm. of this story. Mm-hmm. But that's the route that he felt like he needed to go that that's understandable. Cause you're right. There aren't that many records and I'm fine with uh, dramatic retellings. One of my favorite anime is the count of Monte Cristo. Yes. Is based off of the actual book, the count of Monte Cristo, but instead it takes place in like a French European space and the colony is, yeah colony <laughs> and like it's got a very unique art style and the count is like sort of a vampire sort of an alien sort of an alien, yeah. sort of c- legitimately cursed and it's yeah. like but it's such a good show and it, it also the performances kind of help sell yeah. that too speaking of performances i do want to say the original voice for mulan is in this show yasuke which, uh yeah Oh, okay. From the Do you Disney know when? Is it? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, I actually saw the trailer off of her Instagram. Um, so I don't know. I think that they're like, it's too early to tell, but it definitely looked promising to me. And um, it's interesting. Anime NYC actually said anime steampunk question mark. And the thing is like, no, it's like, it's the it's mecha fantasy. is. It's, it's mecha fantasy. It's like super sci-fi. Like it doesn't look like a steampunk mecha. Like, cause actually that would have been kind of interesting, but like, and not saying that this, this it's new. It's not like Attack on Titan. Yeah. But it was like, you know, I just remember like these holographic colors and it was like very slick metal. You know what I mean? And I was like, aren't we the talking music about the really good too. Sorry, what? Oh, was, the music's really good too. They got oh Tony God. Lotus to do Thank the soundtrack. You for saying that. I was going to say the music oh, is right. amazing. Like, honestly, Lindsay, that might be my favorite part, like, hands oh, down. Wow. Even secondary to the animation, which is saying a lot because the animation's great. But, like, the opening music is like something super jazzy and, like, definitely gave me Cowboy Bebop vibes. And then they had, like, these, like, 
these it almost sounded like stranger things kind of 80s ish parts and oh, okay. it's like like almost like a old kung fu. it wouldn't be an old kung fu movie because it's not quite the 70s but it was just like in in somehow incorporated all these different eras and styles of music and i was really uh, the music impressed me the most yeah, yeah i watched a track i watched a video interview with flying lotus and i guess he has like all these really old like synthesizers that he just yeah. owns yeah, and he brought yeah, them the out yeah, I brought it. out a bunch of those synthesizers to make the soundtrack for this. So that's it was probably amazing. what's giving it that, that specific feel. Yeah. 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 I, I want this and the Cannon Busters. Well, Cannon Buster soundtrack came out like years after the show was done. So we might have to wait years for this soundtrack to come Aww. out. But I love that it felt retro, but modern at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. That's it, a great way to describe it. Yeah. Like, like retro to us, but modern to in the yeah, show oh yeah. okay yeah yeah um oh, it kind of reminded me of uh samurai champloo in that sense maybe that's what he was what he was pulling from like the the, the show... dude's gotta be a shinichiro watanabe fan yeah he has like, to he's be. gotta be a massive shinichiro watanabe fan because there's just like so many subtle ways that he's honoring samurai champloo and cowboy bebop and stuff like that and i mean you could even stretch and say like That'd be a stretch. I was, I was gonna say Carol Tuesday. That might be a stretch, <laughs> but like, definitely Cowboy Bebop, definitely Samurai Shampoo. Like, a well, lot I, of them. I think there's there is some crossover there because some of the musicians who worked on this have previously worked with Shinichiro Watanabe. Like Shinichiro okay, Watanabe directed a music video for Flying Lotus. I think. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, the, I think they a lot of them work in the same circles at this point so yeah that's yasuke if you guys want to check it out it's up on netflix all six episodes all right so spoiler warning before we get started we're only talking about the latest anime episode we will not be talking about stuff that happens in the manga no spoilers that'll get you booted out of the chat make everyone really sad so please don't do that um and i'm gonna turn it over to aj to break down the final half of this fight between class 1A and 1B and why, um, well, AJ, I'll just, I'll just let you explain what happened. <laughs> why why Ki Kinoko is best girl. That's she is the best girl. <laughs> <laughs> she, she had a lot, she had a lot of presence in this episode. Uh, ah. Funny thing, kind of, I went back a bit and tried to compare this, uh, this whole fight to the manga. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm rereading this arc just to like see a bit more of the little differences. And aside from a, they use a lot of flashbacks in this episode. They did focus a, a bit more on her quirk and everyone's reaction to it because, yeah, it is kind of scary when you legitimately think about yes. what it can really do. Yes. Um, it's disgusting. It's horrifying. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry. If mushrooms started sprouting on my skin, I think I would literally, I don't know. Like, Invisible Girl was reacting way less frantic than I would be. I would literally be crying hysterically into my knees. But the thing is, I didn't know that it wore off in two to three hours, which I was like assuming like, or there had to be like some antidote to like take it off or whatever. But if that just sprouted on me out of the blue, that is scary. Yeah, because some funguses do sort of operate like that. So oh, just having them grow terrible. on your body and potentially eating away at you is a terrifying thought. Um, I see that look in your eye, Lindsay. Uh, I know, Lindsay's so good. I love it. But yes. actually, I, I bought her costume and it's shipped, so I'm going to have a Kinoko costume. Oh, oh man, I got to get into Shirozaki cosplay. We have so, to do that. AJ, yeah. who are you going to be? Uh, well, I can be Aizawa. I can be... Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I was going to keep this surprise, but I plan on doing Todoroki next week because okay. Best Boy gets to fight next week. That's right. I love Todoroki. I do. I did order another wig, but actually, let me see if I can just show it to you. Okay. <gasps> Let's see it. I feel like he needs to pick someone from Class 1B, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a guess. Oh, oh okay. I'm down with that. Yeah. Actually, he could be Shinzo, and then we could be Shiozaki, and yeah. then is it Minako? Is that her name? Uh, uh, lady? Yeah, no, Mushroom Girl is Minako? Uh, yeah, Kinoko. 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 Which is just, okay, which is just okay. a Japanese word for mushroom. Oh, so, cute. Yeah. Okay, we're set. No, yeah. Jackie, feel free to do it too. We can have a bunch of Shinzos 
in here because he is he is the good boy that needs to he be is. celebrated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, Shane is pretty awesome. We've had discussions about it. Yes, like yes. It. I can't wait for for his final fight. But speaking about this one, um, we are on episode overall episode ninety four. I believe we are on episode uh, yeah overall episode ninety four of My Hero Academia, titled Foresight, and this is the second half of the second match up between class 1A and class 1B, where we have Momo, uh, Toru, uh, Tokoyomi, and uh, Yuga versus Kinoko, uh, Shi- uh, Shihai, uh, Kendo, and Manga. Yeah, his that name is his name. to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it ve- the, the one person whose name I don't think I'll forget throughout this yeah. entire arc. Um, they're all a lot of fun. But last time... We had a little bit of a battle of the Chunis between Tokoyami and um, and Shihai, where it's basically darkness versus darkness. They're showing off their abilities. One, uh, Shihai can fade into anything that's black, and they they took advantage of the fact that uh, they were going to use Dark Shadow to come after them. But that gave Tokiomi the opportunity to reveal a new ability that he developed from working with Hawks at his internship and his um, and his hero work study program, and they managed to like with the by combining all of their abilities together, like Toru's flash and um, and Yuga's laser beams, they managed to snuff Shinhai out, yeah. only to be caught in another trap. Last episode literally ended with a bunch of mushrooms randomly sprouting everywhere on the environment and even on everyone's bodies. And turns out this is... Ew, that's yeah. the worst. If a mushroom showed up on my nose, I literally would die. I just passed out. I would immediately pass out. Oh my god! I can't even look at that. Embrace the fungus. It's no. not a comforting thought. Mm-mm. This episode picks up right after that one left off, where basically it's revealed that Kendo, uh, who is Class B's class representative, and basically kind of has a rivalry connection with Momo as they both work did the same workday together, and they're both kind of seen as the, the bigger sisters of their the big sisters overseers of their class. Um, pretty much anticipated what was going to happen and had a backup plan. This is Plan B where with the help of uh, spreading Kinoko's fungus, where her quirk is that she can basically create and store spores, which she keeps in these little squirt guns. And <laughs> in humid environments, they can basically grow anywhere. Well, they can generally grow anywhere, but they grow faster in humid environments. Mm-hmm. And yes, they tend to disappear within two to three hours, but she can basically grow any type of mushroom. And side note, I... I'm very curious how this episode is going to be localized with her because one, she has a very specific verbal tick where she ends her sentences. Uh, I don't know what the Japanese equivalent is, but they translate it to shroom. Like yeah, she's, I like noticed she's that. Shroom, shroom every now and then. Yeah. Uh, and she lists like 12 different types of real mushrooms. Yeah, she knows uh, all their scientific names and stuff. Yeah, it was so cute. Oh. <laughs> and we get close-ups of all of them. That, was, I, that wasn't really in the manga. Like I said, they do expand upon her power a little bit more here. They show it off a bit more here in the anime compared to the I'm manga. I'm so happy they did. She's awesome. Like, I literally thought that she was going to be um, a character we'd see for like three seconds and I don't know what spurred them to maybe the people who are working in the anime were like, no, this, this character has like star potential. They saw like that people would totally vibe with her. And I was like, when she did her little like poison mushroom on um, Tokiyami, I was like, Oh girl is more powerful than you even think. Like you're like, cause I was, I actually would like in my notes, I literally wrote, whoa so creepy like gross and then i was like disinfectant she's not really that powerful then like literally this is like my thought process while watching then then they did the poison mushroom and i was like whoa mushroom girl is powerful you know what i mean so it was just i don't know like i don't think she should be slept on like i think she has a horrific a horrific quirk just like it literally like talking about it just chills me to the bone and then the fact that she has the ability to poison people like Tokoyami is so powerful and she incapacitated him like he could not function 
I, I was. If she oh. really wanted to. She could have killed him. Uh, yeah, 100%. Now, that's what's kind of terrifying. When when he started coughing, uh, because it wasn't just like the, it, it wasn't so much a poison mushroom. She was literally growing mushrooms in his lungs. Yeah. He inhaled spores. He inhaled spores when and she attacked her. She's like, uh-uh, Isn't it weird that I keep grinning while I talk about yeah, it? Yeah, you like, are kind of grinning. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Yeah, I know. I'm disgusted. Ew, gosh. So, I mean, I'm grinning in sort of a ha ha ha, that's terrifying kind of way. So, um, Ew, y'all, I thought it was poison. She was making little mushrooms in his. Yeah. I mean, you can more. get a fungal infection. I know, that's, but that's, that's just athlete's foot is. of that is. Okay, don't sleep on mushroom girl. That's all I got to say. Because I was literally like disinfectant. Oh, she's like not even anything. And then I was like, whoa. Like Her power has like a ton of potential that we didn't even get to see. Like I was thinking about it more and I was like, she could just release like psilobin spores into the air and people would just start like tripping balls all over the place. You wouldn't be able to fight because the like walls are melting and stuff. Like she could do that. It's just another type of mushroom to make you like hallucinate. Like if she wanted that to way. go that route, she could have. Yeah. She didn't like that didn't happen at all, but she totally could do that. hundred percent. hundred percent. Mushrooms are fungus. All right. So um high key, I think mushrooms are like the coolest thing ever. I, I started becoming obsessed with them about, really? about <laughs> six months ago. And um you can't see it in my office because the theme of my office is very pink. But if you were to step into my living room. And into like my front garden area or back garden area, I have somewhere around like between 20 and three different mushroom related memorabilia, like pillows and um, just decorative items, uh, art that I have made, art that I have bought. Um, I have a cheese board that is shaped like a mushroom. I have bath mats. I have, it's just, it's all, it's like mushroom town out there. Like, I just think they're the coolest. So I'm I'm just disappointed that you did not, you provided us with a Pokemon Snap album, but then we did not get a like mushroom memorabilia, you know, slideshow. Where's the scrapbook? Where's the Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I'm sorry. I'll provide yeah. pictures for next time if they're relevant. But so post them on Twitter, folks. I will post yes. them on Twitter. I'll make a catalog on Twitter. Follow Lindsay can... on Twitter for all yeah. your mushroom fun facts. For all your mushroom oh fun Like fungus is amazing. You Did you your name to her her name? What is it? Like just you know how people will like change their Twitter uh -huh. like title. I know. I've like been that. trying to think of like a really cool like mushroom pun to change my name to. My yeah. husband came up with the term um um mycomancer today which is like my necromancer with mushroom and i think that's really cool i might change my Ooh, twitter handle to that oh, okay but, um yeah fungus is amazing did you know that um trees use fungus as a, as a, like a communication network because the fungus actually grows like within the trees and then they will communicate like via via fungus and also, Lindsay, I, you were literally that kid in science class. Yes. So like everybody <laughs> else was like, can we move on from this? And Lindsay's like at the front and she's like, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? And everybody else is like. More closely related to animals than they are to plants. Even though they look like plants, they're more alive than that. And also yeah. they have like, there's fungus that trick. <laughs> there's fungus that trick. Um, She could do this too. Uh, insects. It'll get the spores will get inside of insects, and then they'll grow in their brain and cause them to go into like a zombification state. That like ants are they do this to ants quite a bit, and it, the ants will start crawling to a higher altitude because that's what the mushrooms need. And then once they get up there, they burst out of their head. So cool! Oh, you would <laughs> love the last. Oh my the gosh! How do you even know that? I watch a lot of nature documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Kagura line said, please move faster on this part. I can't. Kagura, <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you. Like, okay. okay. This stuff is frightening to me. Okay, we can we can stop talking about fungus controlling your brain. And that's the only reason that humans aren't that's affected literally by fungus. That's my worst nightmares. How has someone not made a horror movie out of that? Parasect is your favorite Pokemon, isn't it? Parasect? Uh, no, I like moral. They're the little glowy ones that are, oh. are more like mushrooms. And also, Jack, you don't need to worry about mushrooms taking over your brain because currently um, the temperature in which mu much mushrooms need to propagate is uh, lower than the human body temperature, which is why they can't uh, grow inside of us. But if global warming keeps happening, they'll probably adapt and that might become a problem. Noted. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, now I'm oh, just no. horrified. 
Okay, moving on. My partner is in the chat saying, so me and Lindsay are best friends now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Lindsay's the best. She's got her butterfly wings on too. I'm just like... Gotta tell you how mushrooms are gonna murder you. Yes, Lindsay is a vibe, 100%. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, yeah, she, she, she nearly chokes out Tokoyami. Yes, that fast forwarding a bit, she nearly chokes out Tokoyami after they managed to finally get the upper hand because their plan was to basically surround them with spores while also separating them thanks to a manga's ability, which we find out here, is he can shout automatopias and sound <laughs> yeah. effects and yeah. they can take physical form and sometimes take on the properties of the things that he is saying. There's even a little part where he says like, like he whispers humid and yes. the speech bubble makes the area humid. So the mushrooms grow faster. Yeah. It makes uh, like a misty hissing noise. Like yeah. the sound of, yeah. Yeah. Also a thing that I'm curious how they're going to adapt, uh, adopt that. But um, yeah. So he basically makes this giant wall to separate everybody. So on one side you've got, um, uh, so Toru and Momo are separated. And then you just have Yuga and Tokoyami flying around trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that Momo is all by herself, Koga finally says, well, now it's time. Now it's a uh, one-on-one. I know you're the brains of the operation. If I can take you out, then the rest of the team will fall apart. And they start and, having a giant punching match. Yes. Well, more of a one-sided pummeling because yeah. it's uh, she just... Momo just keeps trying to make shields and uh, uh, Kendo, who we find out her ability is that she can make her fists really, really big. And the bigger they are, the are obviously the harder they hit. And she's like, if I can just overwhelm her because that happened during the sports festival, she won't have time to make anything else. Uh, unfortunately, Momo has gotten better since last time. She can make things while defending now. And she made a, a giant makeshift cannon. Yeah. That was dope. (laughs) By the way, I'm sorry, but why does everything have to form out of her chest? Like, it's just like... Well, this is coming out of her armpit here. No, no, it came out of her chest. It, it's for it was it was sparkling right in the center because like every time it's oh no started, that's where the um, yeah and I was like why does it out, do yeah. that I mean anime right like why did I even ask but I was just like okay well, part of go. the reason is because the more she makes the more surface area she needs so she can't make a giant cannon come out of her arm that's why she either has to let it come out of her back or her chest. It's in universe explanation. Okay. It's a universe, universe explanation clothing. for it. Yeah, there are other like, ways right, around we'll it. We'll take yes. that explanation. That's that the works. explanation for it. That works. Um, but that's yeah. That's why like that's why she's sleeveless. That's why uh, she has a big opening in her back, and that's why yeah. Um, <laughs> so. She ends up making a cannon. Kendo thinks, oh, she's going to either hit me or try to destroy the wall. Turns out she just did it to shoot some supplies to her teammates so they could take out everybody else. Got some really sick looking night vision goggles for Tokoyami. Um, yeah, those are dope. And some disinfectant so they could get the mushrooms off of them. And everything seems to be going just fine until, uh, yeah, things don't. Mushroom Girl ends up suffocating Tokoyami. Because she even says, like, oh, you were you were lit, you uh you were complacent because you still think this was a game. You should have knocked me out. Yeah. And, which is which is fair. They are supposed to kind of treat this like it's a real, like not try to kill each other, but like it's a real heroes versus villain situation. And because that Tokiyami is incapacitated, invisible invisible girl tries to take out Manga. Like she strips all of her stuff and just keeps wailing on him. That was pretty uh, cool, by the way. It was which was nice really see, good. Yeah. She was very that close. Was really nice to see her shine at all. Period. Yeah. Like Even I just we couldn't like, see she's her. So forgettable. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I'll be honest, I was like low key like okay, we're giving her time to shine. Like, let's go. And then it was like, Kendo came up and just like got her. And I was like, of course, she can't shine too much. Like, it's yeah. just, that's the way MHA is. Though, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot. I really like Kendo. Yeah, and when too. Kendo came up and she was like literally dragging Momo's body and a cannon to try to save her team. I was like, drop the mic. Like, I love Kendo. Like, it's just, yeah. I kind of like 
I'm just really, I'm, I, I, I think this episode made me really like Kendo a lot. Like, yeah. I also, I mean, I don't know. This, this was one of the better battles for me. I think there was like just so much, so much more intelligence and heart in this battle than we saw in the other one. Like they, both teams had to just be so much smarter than the other team. And then also when um, Momo went to shoot her, I was like, my heart stopped. I was like, Momo's going to shoot her with a cannon. Like I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, literally I like, I was like, there's no way. How would she survive? You know what I mean? And then yeah. if there was something behind it to be, because you know, that's what the, a true hero would do, would try to like do something that would, you know, incapacitate the villain, but would not, you know, hurt them seriously. You know, I, I was just like, honestly blown away by how smart both of the teams were. Yeah. In this battle. Yeah. yeah. The strategy. You know, I usually I, like action, but for some yeah. reason, like the smarts got me this one. So the strategy in this was really good. I yeah. think looking back on it, I feel like team, uh, uh, 1B like definitely deserved the win. I felt like, I felt like while Momo did a good job at trying to like, keep adjusting to the changing landscape and how the battle kept changing. It just seemed like Kendo was thinking about like two steps ahead of her the entire time. Like even like the night vision goggles was really cool, but I feel like if Momo would have um, really been like thinking ahead, strategizing, she would have given those to Tokuyami at the beginning. Like that would have been something that would have occurred to her at the beginning. We're fighting Vanta Dark. There's a guy, his name's Vanta Dark. And I don't know if they knew immediately he could disappear into shadows or not, but you know, that would be something to come up with for that type of that type of opponent um, pretty early on. Now, I wouldn't expect them to to understand like the full scope of like Kinoko's power, or that she would necessarily you know attempt to choke someone out by growing fungus in their body or anything like that. But I just I did feel like the the glasses maybe could have been something that could have been thought of ahead of time, and it's one of the things that maybe got Kendo ahead was yeah. that she was yeah. thinking beyond at that, at that kind of level. You know, she had a backup plan and, um, you know, a couple different strategies to go with. And she's super cool. I, I, I thought that- I like about Kendo is that um, she's, she's confident. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love Momo. I love Momo, but Momo's like got some insecurity. You know what I mean? Like we, we always hear, she's like, I don't know if I'm good enough. And I like, she, you can see she's always questioning herself. Like Kendo came out the bat and was like, Hey, I'm gunning for you. Like we have been considered rivals. You know what I mean? And I just want you to know, like, you know, I, I'm going to bring it girl. And I, yeah. I like, love that. And I didn't think she did it in a, a way that was like, it wasn't condescending down or underhanded or yeah, malicious. Yeah. You know, she just brought like a good fight. She was like a player coming to the court 100%. and ready to play her best game. Yeah. yeah. And I think that Lindsay, you're a hundred percent right. Momo um, came into it. And I think that she was not anticipating a lot. Very good at adapting. She won the adapting game a hundred percent. I think mm-hmm. Kendo was kind of so caught up in her own plan that she wasn't adapting well. You know what I mean? Like she was just like so much connecting the dots. This is following this, this is following this, this is following this. And she kind of got stuck in it. But um, it really hit me when Kendo was like dragging Momo's like, you know, like unconscious body in this canon. Like I was just like, this girl has confidence, but she has so much heart too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I just think she never stuck out to me before. And I think that's what also made this episode very special was one, I did not think Mushroom Girl was going to be half of what she was. You know what I mean? You'll never underestimate us again. I will never (laughs) underestimate Mushroom Girl again. I never want to mess with Mushroom Girl. Like, we're good, right? Like, don't Mm -hmm. don't hurt me. Don't turn me into a mushroom or ever. But um, I definitely came out of this, like, loving Mushroom Girl, loving Kendo. Um, Also, we didn't talk about that much, but, like, Shihai, like, loving Mushroom Girl. Like, I was just like, this is Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering who what what everyone felt about the potential coupling of of Kinoko and Vanta Dark because I think they're super cute. Loved it. When he first came out out and he was talking to her, I'm like, why why are you talking like that? Like he's very shy and stuttery, and I'm like, oh, that's really cute. Like either he really likes her or it's just one of those things where the chuny thing it drops when you're in front of somebody that you can kind of be real with yeah and she even like kind of pats him on the head and so but like, you did a really good job kind of way i'm like 
She's okay, so Okay, that's cute. Yeah. She has to stop she's making it like, so nice easy job. to skip people. <laughs> she's got she got a little bit of darkness to her that will like balance out with his like chuny behavior. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like they're a cute match. Um I saw an image by uh uh Horikoshi that he did of class 2B maybe I don't know if it was recent or if it came out when this arc was being serialized but it's like all of them hanging out um I guess it's 2B and and 1A and they're all hanging out um reading Dragon Ball manga together oh when they're like Hi. in their civilian like That's how what... they are in everyday life yeah yeah and you know he does these little sketches you know that he puts in there usually not colored or like the line art isn't inked or anything and um She's talking to, I think, Kendo, and it was translated as, like, I like trunks very mush instead of, mut, you know, because of her, wow. her verbal tic. And then Banta Black is also there, and he's just thinking. He doesn't say anything out loud. He's like, I like trunks a lot, too. So it's like, it, <laughs> you know, so cute. Just so cute. So cute. Um, Before we wrap, though, literally this episode hit at the very end when it, like, showed All Might, and it was like, They've gotten a step closer to becoming what you all want to be. And then they showed Deco and he's like, to becoming who we admire. And then they're like, heroes. I literally was like, don't make me cry at the end of all this action. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, MHA. Like, I'm not going to lie. This could, and I never thought I would say this. It could be like one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Like, I really love the Hawks episode and Dobby interacting. Um, obviously, like Todoroki with his family. I thought that was super heavy. But um, I guess I was just surprised that like this, I thought this was going to be another boring Class 1B, Class 1A battle. And it was really entertaining. Um, and that ending really hit for me it just it was like the mha feels like you know what i mean like they always have those like little moments and i was like god you got me no. <laughs> before we go to um who do we have coming up next uh, week in the next battle? week we've got shota's team mm-hmm. uh who is on that team I it's tailman ingenium which is um ada ada yeah and then tentacle the guy who Lindsay thinks would be horrifying under his mask and then they're so i this is the names but i don't know they're like they're their hero names it's spiral real steel mudman and Rocchetti. and um mudman looked fierce af did you see him in that like mecha outfit? Like, yep. oh, okay. his, last like, shot. Teeth, his teeth are always like like showing like that. I don't know if that's I, I'm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. his like grins like always out. And then I was like, I saw that that image come up, and I was like, who the hell is that? And then I was like, oh my god, it's that kid. I think it's Honik Honoki, maybe. Yeah, he looks totally different outside of the the, the battle armor. So, Didn't even think that was him. And I'm yeah. excited to see him now. Yeah. But of the 2B, I think the only ones we really know well is uh, Tetsu, 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 who is the real steel guy. He's the yeah. one who's kind of like Red Riot's They're Red Riot. Yeah, pretty for much. For 2B, yeah. 100%. But the other ones we don't really know. I'm kind of curious to see uh, what Pony's power is. Mm-hmm. Is she just a horse? Because that'd be <laughs> funny. Like... No, I'm gonna do her like that. After I underestimated Mushroom Girl, this whole episode better be about Pony. Like, yeah, hundred percent should be about. I Pony. want her to just be a horse. I want her to be like the natural hero incarnation of Horse Girl. Like, did well, either of you guys have a Horse Girl in your class in elementary school? It was just the girl who was obsessed with horses. Everyone had one. I was low key one, but I was not yeah, that yeah. one. Like, I I like yeah. secretly had books, and I was like. Mm, horses but i know what you're talking about because there yes. were the girls who were like a hundred it was out the folders yes the binders yes i remember that yes. yeah yeah but it's so she I, a ram she has like the the like horns i don't know her name is pony so i'm just i'm just going with horse she's she actually she ponies hero yeah. costume with horse themed yeah i guess so i don't know yeah maybe she wears dressage or something i don't know i don't even really know what that is i don't i don't know about show horses I just know that's a thing. She does have hooves. She's actually a dwarf. Yeah. Oh, really does she actually have hooves? Yeah, yeah. She does. Maybe she'll just trample people to death, man. Like you know, she's gonna kick somebody. That's. Gonna I hope she. Yeah, man. I hope she rears up and just like kicks someone with a back leg. I guess she's only got back legs because she's still yeah. a person. She doesn't have front hooves, right? No front hooves. <laughs> no. <laughs> All I'll say. I, don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> 
All I'll say is this. When you mess with the bull, you get the horns, and that's the only hint I'm giving. Oh, for the oh she does have oh, horns. Yay. You can't see them on her head. Yeah. Oh, has, which is weird, because horses don't have, have horns. horns. They're a unicorn, but she has two. So is she a horse or is she a goat? Like, commit. Come on. Or a ram? I don't know what's happening. Like but yeah. It would be like, you know, spirally. And then there's a mud guy. So is he kind of like Clayface from Batman or? Oh my gosh. God, I love Clayface from the animated series. Mm. They gave him a really good backstory. In the yeah, they series. did. Yeah, they did. Much show um, harder than it ever needed to. Thanks, Bruce dude, Tim. Batman yeah, the sure. animated series, what were we watching and playing? You were talking about Ocarina of Time and I was like, the shows I watched, the video games I was playing, like this is why I am the way I am. That's yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw Mask of the Phantasm in theaters as a kid. Oh, so oh lucky. Yeah. 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 Explains a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. All right, My everybody. Great. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around for our micro academia chat. We'll be back next week. I might have wings. I might not. I don't know. Maybe I'll sleep in these. Maybe this is just permanent. Yay. I'm going to make everyone accommodate me, like on public transportation and stuff. I'm just going to bring these. I'm like, no, they're not removable. They're, you know. Oh, anyway. no. That All gets right. too annoying after time. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about Resident Evil next week, too. So stick yes. around for that. I'm we'll sure that week. it'll mostly just be us yelling about the tall lady and how we want her to step on us. So I mean, yes, crush it me. is the most money I think I've paid somebody to do that. Considering <laughs> how expensive the game is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we should be illegal. All right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>